Hello and welcome to the Dad and Buried podcast. My name is Mike, aka Dad and Buried. I am here with my co-host Pete, who's made it miraculously two weeks in a row. We didn't have to bring Mama Buried back in. She is busy prepping her Halloween costume right oh. now. She made me print something, um, and she was asking me specifically about like what size should this be because it's like an accessory to one of her accessories. And I'm like, buddy, I'm like nobody cares. She's like, should it be like three inches or five inches? I'm like, no one is looking at that and being like. I don't believe this costume because she's off on the dimensions of this thing that is going on. This Whatever. Wow. I'm involved, um, but it's an easy one, an easy costume for me, so I'm fine with it. Um, although it's supposed to be like 45 degrees on Saturday. Um, we're going so, to yeah. House. So, so, yeah, I'm Pete. Oh, yeah, this is Pete. <laughs> this cool, is Pete. cool, cool I'm riff, bro. <laughs> Bob and Barry heard that and just started laughing from the other room. Yeah, well, there he goes again. There he goes that again. Piece of shit, Dad and Barry. So Halloween is—it's really happening at your house. Uh, so we're going to a friend's house and they have like a little outside. Yeah. Um, but I think before we go, we're gonna check the lay of the land, like in our street, which is usually yeah. pretty festive, and there's a lot of kids. Um, and you see what the deal is? There's one street near here that's like super decked out. And they have a lot of balconies, and apparently they've arranged something where they're going to be up on the balcony and, like, dropping candy through a chute. Um, nice. And everything the kids are wearing involves masks. Um, yeah, I mean, Halloween yeah. is made for a pandemic. It Let's is. Let's get it real. Is. It's, honestly, it's funny because Big Candy engineered the virus to create uh-huh. the pandemic there we go. so that it would peak right this before Halloween. It. Everyone would be like, I need to get a mask on and go outside. What can we do? This is it. This is Big Candy's high-fiving themselves right now. It is. Um, so yeah, that's what in like four days. And the other big story going on is I don't know if you heard there's a presidential election next week uh, oh, here in the United right. States. Yeah, good point. I know you yeah. you are technically English. Is that true? No, I no, I'm 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 full blooded USA baby. Are you? But yes, I am from the UK. You don't have your your dad was just there like on a work visa or whatever. You don't have any. Yeah, we right. we um well technically I. We had citizenship uh, for a little while, but we uh, actually relinquished it. Relinquished it, yes. Well, I think once um, once his, once your old kindergarten teacher, Princess Diana, tragically yeah. passed, you were like, "Well, I'm not going back there." Fuck this shit. It's what, a did conspiracy. You call her? Did you call her like Miss Spencer? Was that yeah, Miss yeah. Miss Spencer? Yeah, that's right. And actually, more importantly, I called her the dirty scoundrel who was because I was the king of the castle, and she was the rotten. I don't even know how I to say it. I didn't even know goes. where you were going with that. I almost would have preferred you to do your stupid English accent. Yeah. So I almost. didn't, though. No, no I didn't. <laughs> so um, if this is your first time joining us, um, you probably already checked out. Yeah. If yeah. it's not, uh, just a quick reminder, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I have a blog. I actually posted a blog post today. It's a little listicle I did. Feel free to check that out. Um and Pete is not on social media. He doesn't nope. believe in it. Um, I'm not, you know what? I'm not, no, I'm not going to mock you for it. Let me be really clear. I believe that the outcome would be such that we're experiencing now. That's what I believe. You nailed it. That's Obviously, what I believe. Yeah. you predicted it. You mm-hmm. didn't say it out loud, unfortunately. Nope. Or, you know, nope. no, I you didn't. might have been reaping the benefits. No, you know what I did, Mike? I walked the walk as opposed to talking the talk. So I'm there impressed. You go. It's there literally you the one time you've impressed me. <laughs> Mike, you know what? I'm going to do it t- twice in a row here. When? Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you bought a regular-sized carrot? 
uh, <laughs> as opposed to a baby carrot? Yeah. When was the last time you bought a regular sized carrot? I want everyone listening to ask themselves this question. I know what you're getting at. Um, what am I getting? I'm pretty sure you're saying that everyone buys baby carrots now and baby carrots didn't used to be a thing. All we ever, I, can, I can't even remember yeah. the last time I bought okay, a well, big, large size carrot. It's like my dad said on Thanksgiving, I like my carrots like I like my children, baby. Okay, <laughs> that was fucking atrocious. But I wanted to ask you, I know you can't- He was a complicated man. I, He's I a complicated man. You can't remember the last time you bought a large carrot, but that's because you you lost your food diary in which you wrote down all your shopping items. I did. I did. You don't even remember. Yeah. You don't remember the last time you bought a, a bag of Brussels sprouts. Like you're you're kind of adrift because you have lost your food diary and can no longer remember when you bought specific items. I'm just saying times have changed, Mike. Times have changed. We've changed. I think as a species. Like I don't know what to I wouldn't know what to do with a full size carrot other than somehow <laughs> I got some ideas. figure out how to get it into baby carrot shape. And well, it's, it's called yeah. a knife. It's called yeah. a knife. It's not that difficult. I don't know. Um, so what Pete is getting at is uh, uh, kind of a pet topic of yours that you've been trying to get us to cover. Um, for months, um, yeah. we started out with kind of a master list of topics, and this has been on there for a while because <laughs> I never totally understood it. And when I posed the question looking for uh, listener input, I asked, I said, I flat out said, Pete wants to do the history of parenting. Don't entirely know what he's going to know what he's talking about. We're going to cover off on it. And then I asked them kind of what are things from kind of the modern age of parenting that didn't used to exist that they don't like? And was there anything from their generation of, of being kids or even stuff they realized from their parents or grandparents generation um, that they pr would prefer in their parenting world, which no longer exists just because of the nature of the beast. You want to get into a little bit more. You want to break down the Latin roots of the word parenting, yeah, where it originated, yeah. what it means, the stuff our listeners are really here for, <laughs> yes, hardcore exactly. etymology. Yeah. Yep. yeah, hardcore etymology. That's usually what most people are on the internet for. I'm changing my the hashtag or the uh, my bio on Instagram for Dad and Barry. Just your home for hardcore etymology. Um, so we're gonna break that down um, and and then build it back up. Just like kinds. good parents. <laughs> that's right. I don't think you're supposed to break it down. You that's are. Like, that's you what are. You do you're supposed to break them down. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you break them down. And then once <laughs> they get the brush teeth right. Look. Yeah. If, if 50% of parenting is breaking them down, then I am fucking nailing it so far. When does the building them up part start? Because I hope there's some kind of... Sometime around 2024, 20, 25, something All like right, that. good. So I got a few years, if we're still here. Um, all right, so when we get back after the break, we're going to get into the history of parenting. And in we got a lot of comments. Turns out we're not the only people who like to complain about modern parenting, buddy. There we, we go. A lot of feedback. Can't wait to get into it. All right, we'll get into it right after this. Back to the uh, history of parenting episode. We're gonna. This is gonna be a long one, folks. We're gonna. We're gonna go through this step by step, era by era. Going Buckle back up. To, going back to. We're gonna cover the cavemen and the BC mm -hmm. period, and then the AC period. No, it's AD. God. I no, to, like, there's a new. There's actually a new term. That's not. 
Um, is it MAGA? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's not it's not uh, BC anymore or AD. Oh. God, it's like you. Once again, the research you... on this show is just <laughs> yeah crushing. Mm. It is so good. I just, well, I just, as you know, I don't believe in research. Obviously. Uh, you know, we that's all just know. what eggheads do. So, <laughs> so if, if this is your first time listening to the show, um, yeah, we don't, we don't do a ton of research. Um, and <laughs> you don't have to either because you can easily find the Dadenberry podcast on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else you listen to podcasts. I'm on all the social networks. I'm fucking shilling this show all the time actually i probably don't shill it enough because I don't, i'm nervous i i'm almost positive you don't do that at all well ask i'm gonna ask do i do do it a couple of times uh, for every like episode. podcast um well so i have asked that question in my polls and people are like you have a podcast that does happen anyway that's that's the algorithm's fault not mine um but you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts we would love uh for you to subscribe to tell your friends to leave us a rating especially on apple um, and if you want, you can even throw us some money. We're going to do what we do, a little tradition here, run through all the people who are kind enough to give us a little bit of money via Anchor or Patreon. Ryan Miller and MS Babayan on Anchor. Molly Robertson, check your kids at the door. Chris Coleman, M. Daniel, Mallory McKenzie, Tina Davis, and a woman named Miriam. Rob Gilberry, Lindsey Woodruff, Andrew Sandoval, Barbara Geiger, Bill D'Amica, Dana Bozde, Jacques Ovar, Morning Glow, Cotton Farmer AZ, West Clark, Jennifer Wynn, Julie McCarthy, Paula Polsky, Mary, Mary Williams, and Julie Burton. That's all the Patreon people. Thank you very much. We appreciate Thank you. it. You do not have to give us money. Um, it helps us do this, but we're just we're just happy you're here, right? Yeah, and we're happy to do this. It's our I chance. Just, it's I our look, chance to be able to uh, communicate. We used another. to we used to get in a studio. Yeah. A little studio um, and have some beers and maybe even go get a beer afterwards. Now, I retreat to a room by myself, which is, you know, almost as good. It's pretty much just as good. It's what, what, it's what are you going to get from the pandemic? But a but little you, bit of alone time is important. Yeah. And we've really figured out this remote uh, podcasting thing. crushing it. We're nailing it. That's me opening up a beer. Now, what do you drink when you're at home? Because in the studio, you always grab Narragansett. Is That's that correct. Doing? That's because I'm price sensitive, Mike. It's that that's the term it's, it's called, and it's because uh, I'm what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get because it were uh, what was it? it was seven bucks for a six, six pack, pack of, of tall tall boys. Yeah. Tall boys. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. What, am well, I what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking some delicious uh, juice bombs. Oh, that's a pretty good. I yeah. like those. Is that that Sloop or Five Burrows? I never remember. Yeah, I think it, no, it's Sloop. It's Sloop. Yeah, I like soup. I like they're super soft too. Anyway, so tonight we're going to be talking about the history of parenting. But before we get into that, we, I announced a few weeks ago we were going to start doing a parenting in the news corner, and I yep. think I've I've done it once. We did one episode about like trending parenting topics, which was actually pretty fun. And I was like, maybe we should make this a segment. And then we did one about Joe Montana foiling his grandkids' kidnappers. Um, right. And then I think that's about it. But tonight I wanted to bring up just really quickly um, the new Borat movie. Have you seen it? Have I seen it? No, I I, I don't know how to see movies that come out these days. It's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon oh, Prime, you can just watch I do. it for free. I do. I just, no, I always skip over Amazon Prime. And I always forget about Amazon Prime, unless the boys are on, which I've already watched that entire season. So, right, so you already watch whatever. You're already a loyal customer. You're acting <laughs> like you're above it all, but you're already a loyal customer for Amazon Prime and their original programming. Mike. Borat is is. I, like my dad, am complicated. I'm a complicated baby man. Character. So um, it was actually, he has a daughter in it, um, and she's actually quite funny. 
Um, and it's it's pretty funny. I laughed a lot. I'm not gonna lie to you. I laughed. It's more movie than um, like guerrilla comedy. Like there's more plot and like framework to it than the other one, which was kind of like barely strung together sketches. Um, right. um, and, and, but it was it's really funny. I would recommend it. But he has a daughter in it, and it's it's quite touching. It does not start off touching. She starts off in a cage because that's what they do in, in Kazakhstan. But by the end, they have they have. Uh, formed a bit of a relationship and i think you might relate to it i know that you while you didn't keep your daughters in cages you've long been an advocate mm-hmm. of cages mm-hmm. for children as have i yeah but i mean you know cage can be anything can it be emotional one i mean <laughs> yeah. how are we how are we going to get the most the next generation of amazing singers if i'm not a total douchebag and oh, yeah well, and I'm trying, as you know, I don't have to try that hard to be a huge douchebag. No, you don't try at all. No, but um, I just need my kids to give, you know, just to have a little edge to them. And that comes from me, uh, you know, parenting them. Well, guys, I parenting them. I'm hoping to create, um, you know, the next great golfer. And they, and, by, and, and, in, and in my attempt to do so, I'm being an unbelievable dick to my kids all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just what you have to do. It's just what you have to do. Haven't you seen the film Whiplash? Have you seen the film? Is- I have. With yeah, in my faster great. slow, it is really it's good. Um, it's it's and, very it's uh it's very uh sort of at the end you quite you don't quite know where you want to be. No, I know, right? It makes it's it good. like, well, is that worth good. The, you know a, a a flash of of genius or brilliance? So Kobe Bryant worshipped that movie. Um, oh. you know, and I think we're sad. R.I.P. Um, so that was twenty twenty. Another victim. And that was parenting in the news. So we, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that was that parenting in the news? That was. Well, I brought up Borat. Because that's kind of a hot topic these days. Okay. Um, okay. You know, so look, I told you, I'm not that, I haven't been, again, we don't no. do research. I haven't no. been looking for No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't thought out. I there was no preparation. I, I foolishly thought I was going to stumble across a whole bunch of fun parenting the news movies yeah. to talk, or new, uh, items to talk about, and, uh, and I haven't. So you got yeah. a little Borat review. Yeah. Deal with it. Well, okay. So why don't we do this? Why don't we parlay that rather interesting segment into the actual topic at hand which is let's do it which is look it's ultimately the this topic of this entire podcast your entire brand the concept of you being a dad a father uh, you know us etymology etymology well again going into parenting what is it to be a parent by the way pop quiz everybody hot shot hot shot when did when did the term parenting come into existence Folks, Mike? I was surprised. I was surprised when I found this it? out because we talked about this last week. So the, the term has existed, but what Pete 70s. is referring to but what Pete is referring to is in in modern parlance, the way that it's used yeah. to refer to the concept of parenting. Do you know what they were using before? It was rearing. You would child rear. And then you parented. In the 70s, it changed from rearing to parenting. So that means you just basically had, like cats. You had a bunch of cats. How many cats do you have? I got four. Damn, that's a lot of cats. Yeah, what are they doing? I don't know. They were at home somewhere. What did your cat do? Well, usually they were like in a factory working. exactly. on the farm, yeah. Exactly. And the point is, is then it became like, oh my God, your cat. What does your cat want to be? What do you mean? What does your cat want to be when it grows up? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What does it mean? What does my cat want to be when it grows up? I don't know. It's my cat. So the term, I believe, we I found out was like it was coined in like 1958 or 59. And then 
from your what you're saying is it was not really popular in the way that we use it now until the 70s when kind of the, the culture around parenting changed and the expectations of parents or that parents had of themselves in terms of how to raise their children, that kind of stuff. It's kind well, of it like became the a term verb. teenager it became didn't like exist. a verb in the 70s. Like, like well, I parent, it, It's you, like the term teenager didn't exist until like the 50s, you know, post-war when kids no longer had to work and there's boom times and a lot of money and they wore jeans and t-shirts. Now teenagers are just waiting knows, to become boomers. Everybody knows what a teenager is when it was kind of a new concept. And what you're saying is the version of parenting that arose in around the 70s when it became kind of like a lifestyle, right? Yeah. And a demographic um, has, has changed. I and mean, that's what you mean by the history of parenting. Exactly. Uh, I mean, and, and this is a relatively new concept. So in maybe I would say one and a half generations, you have, you know, I get personally really interested in this because I, first of all, I'm a, I'm a big history buff, buff, I guess you would say. Um, and <laughs> because it's just like, there's cause and effect to everything. And, and actually I think where, what we're facing now is a direct relation to our parents and our parents' parents, i.e. the generation that calls us, you know, calls everyone snowflakes and this and that. And we have this so you're real blaming my parents for, people for you being called yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally yes because honestly just answer your email all you have to do mike is answer one email that i send you is that too much to ask yeah snowflake okay so it's funny actually that you say that because what you're saying isn't all that dissimilar to the whole maga thing where a lot of those people who will, would be using the term snowflake do think that things have changed in society in kind of a negative way and i think they probably think that, you know, parents who don't, a lot of them probably think of parents who don't spank and parents who allow their kids to choose their pronoun and that kind of right. stuff. They probably think that is horrible and it should go back to like the 70s, 80s, where beating your kid was acceptable and could mold, a, a you know, a good soldier in the white army for the future. <laughs> I mean, Yes, that's all part of it. It wasn't exactly where I was going, but uh, okay, that's that's we can we can go there if you want. I mean, my you know, um, it's always the case where you talk about you. Look, I look at my kids, and I'm like, why why don't you go outside or do something? You know, in the summertime, we're like, go outside. But of course, we've essentially trained them. We have, I have. You know, I'm going to try and blame you a little bit, but really it's my fault because they're my kids, even though I'm pretty sure you had something to do with it. Your kids? I yeah. yeah, you yeah. <laughs> In that case, I need pick up on Wednesdays and Fridays. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, and then in the summers, we're like, hey, come on, get outside. Because when we were kids and I'm, you know, we would go outside and ride our bikes till it was dark and we would, you know, go and visit the neighbors. And then it was like, yeah, but remember Greg, Greg got kidnapped, didn't he? Yeah, right. he did get kidnapped, and he never, we never found him except for his like pant leg or something so, like that. So you're saying that we've become too protective of our kids, and it has kind of changed the nature of them a little bit. That's not exactly. That's not exactly. It's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it has changed, and I feel like what what I was hoping we could do is just have an episode where it's like, look, let's acknowledge that a that a, that this is moving quickly. Sure. But, you know, going from, probably. well, going from like 
rearing your kids. Well, how many kids do you have? I don't know. Like, you know, I mean, think about our know. dads. <laughs> I mean, literally, there were there are dads. You know, my dad, I think, was probably one of the most. Is a great dad. Was a great dad. Super Mine involved. Too. But there there are a lot of dads that were not like that because but, they just like whatever, dude. I I, I remember uh, when I had uh, my, my eldest daughter, one of my friends dads came up to me and goes i've changed more than just a few diapers in my day like like he was you know that was his thing where he's like oh no i i'm i'm hip i'm with it i i changed up to like six diapers and now it's like dude can you imagine if i was like i'm not changing that diaper the time and space would rip open and i'd be swallowed whole appropriately even the dads who were good dads like mine and yours and who were involved even the most involved dads were nowhere near as involved as like yes. the average that is correct. dad these days. That is um, correct. So I know that some of the stuff you're going to complain about is like, you know, baby carrots and uh, kids having water bottles. <laughs> oh, my God. Your, okay, but hold on. Before we get into a lot of these complaints, and many of them are valid, including some of the ones that you've mentioned that a lot of people referenced um, and the feedback that we got, is I think... And I'm not I'm I'm not sure, but I feel like it's a sort of honest an unassailable fact is that the parents who have changed parenting and the reason parenting has changed is because kids or parents want to raise better people and good people and they're much more serious about how they can do that. Whether what they're doing is correct. And this yeah. is the thing I always say about parenting. We don't know if what we're how we're parenting our own kids is going to work or be traumatic for them or horrible and change them or whatever way. We won't know until they're 35, right? Like for right. sure. Like you'll know occasionally incremental stages, things will be going well or whatever. But a lot of the stuff that we're doing is throwing shit at the wall. But over generations, there has been some stuff that has kind of disappeared because of the way the world has changed and the way parenting practices have changed and all that stuff. Um, like, like now there's a movement for free range parenting, which right. is basically how we lived in the 80s where you would get on your bike, you'd be gone all day, you'd come back at dark, you didn't have a cell phone, your parents had no idea where you were, they weren't concerned. They were maybe occasionally were like, oh, I wonder where he is or it's getting late. But nowadays- Or that's a lot have, of blood on the lawn. Exactly. But nowadays really you've got tabs on your kid all the time, um, mostly because they're right next to you, usually. Well, I mean, so I think that's, well, you know, I'm, again, this is a, an episode of first. Well said. um because i think that's really the point is you know all of this stems from trying to advance forward into a place where you care more about your kids you want them to be better people and in some cases you know let's be let's be honest like we we overcorrect i know i do in certain cases but and then we 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 also don't overcorrect in other places and i think you know, I don't like to your again to your point, which is kind of annoying for me. But um, you know, it's 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 a good one, which is I don't we don't know. So right. why not just at least acknowledge? Look, you know, our our parents t- parented us parented us. There's that term, that raised term. us differently than. Then we're raising, yeah. Then then their parents, their parents never even used that fucking word parent. They were like, "I raised you better than this," you know. Like the concept of rear and raise was uh-huh. much more like, you had food, didn't you? Like literally, it was like, D- 
Didn't you have food? Didn't you have clothes? So now, now it's like, do you have all you, you, right, your soul? Everything. Does your soul have what it needs <laughs> well to rounded? like, is it okay? Can I like, like have a conversation about why we shouldn't watch TV or how about just fucking turn that fucking thing off? So, even though I'm watching my own phone. Exactly. I earned it. I earned it. I'm an adult. Um, so you mentioned parenting as a verb, which I think is, you know, a great point on your part in the way that um, parenting is, is 24-7, 365, right? Whereas raising your kids is more like I instill my values and I send them out into the world. Whereas parenting is we are in the trenches, which is a good thing in a lot of ways, especially in terms of like gender equality and it not all being women and moms who are doing it. But it very much means, and it, it, even more than ever, in like scheduling the kids' day, feeding the kids, ha- having all their shit set up. What are they going to do? Where are they? What's going on? All this, all that. Yeah. What am I doing wrong? What am I? Am I feeding them organic food? You know, they have too much screen time. A lot I mean, of people bemoan the concept of screen time, which people didn't used to care about. Screens are a lot more prevalent, and it's impossible. So I read an article. I read an article where uh, someone was saying, "Look, when I grew up, I was literally rolling in my mom's car, like no seatbelts, obviously, probably in some sort of station wagon with the back seat, that super awesome back seat that faced the wrong way, just rolling around, cigarettes like flying everywhere because there's (laughs) cigarettes everywhere because everyone was smoking, and and honestly, there's a like the the author like." was thinking like well i wonder if like screens will be to our kids what cigarettes were to our kids like you let us watch all the screens but but also who knows and also fuck those people (laughs) that's their problem yeah we're trying our best over here look we're trying our best when you find out you know fine good for you but we don't know you we're just trying our best so i i think that's that's the other thing is that is it is such a much bigger part. So let's talk about it a little bit as dad. So this is a dad and Barry podcast. Um, there you is. Know, we, we, uh, the, the whole concept of being a provider is a, is a big, is kind of a big part of you being bring home the bacon. A, a, a man, a dad, certainly for a long time. And, and now obviously you have, uh, you know, our, our spouses are working and everybody's, everybody's working now. Everybody's and so that, that kind of changes everything. Parenting um, is a job as well. I mean, not of course, you know, exactly. Parenting is, and now of course we fit into that parenting. And now parenting is like, well, let's divide it up. Let's equal. Let's spend time. How do we do all this? And we're trying to be the best we can, but it's also really tough because well, what we have is we have these then, we have yeah. these social media things where you see this one snapshot to, you, to that story you told like back in the day where it's like. The family that like didn't dress their kid the whole day because they yeah. had one photo shoot to take and they yep. took it. He was and getting ice cream. But he was getting he ice cream and he, because, and he you know. like he didn't have ice cream all day because he had to fucking put the shirt on. I mean that makes me that was so gross. What a gross story for that one Instagram shot. And like what the fuck are a lot we of doing? Complained about that. Right? What are we doing? So I don't know, right? So that's one of the things. Parenting has become a bit of a competition. Um, so I said, I mentioned that I think the reason it became a bigger focus of our lives is because we wanted to be better at it and we wanted to create good people, raise good people, um, by really being hands on all the time. Um, but some of us, and some of it has been changed and so it's become a competition among parents in some ways, who is the better parent, regardless of what the kid is, 
You yes. can, your kid's not on social media. You can yes. make your kid look great. When I tell a story about my kids, I try to be as honest as I can be. And I'm, I'm very honest, but even I sometimes skip over some of the worst stuff because I'm worried uh, about like the judgment somebody's going to say right, that my right. 10 year old still has a lovey or, you know, throws a fit once in a while or my four year old doesn't know how to wipe his ass yet. Fucking eating me up inside, you know, but I don't necessarily <laughs> put all of that out there yeah. because there is a you I'm choosing to be public and put all that stuff out there. B everybody who wants to can find it and it's everywhere and C people have are, are anonymous and they aren't scared to say you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. And the implication is that they think they're better than you or they're doing bet parenting better than you or whatever. So it, it's in some ways it stops becoming about the children. If it goes too far in this direction, it starts just becoming about yourself. A hundred percent. And so what is, what is, this dad and buried concept that I think I that resonates with me. Yes, it's aggressive and and often the the dark side of parenting. But but honestly, what it is is like it's like yeah, because fuck, we got to figure that out. Like the nice side is like great, and that's like no dir. And like every time I go and like there's I I saw one I came across one like I guess influencer and it was like every shot was like the family sitting at breakfast yeah. and I was like 100% go fuck off like yeah. it was just like give me a break like yeah. you know okay you took one shot right before they started crying or even if you do have kids that, that are that nice which I know that they're not right um you know just like the, the whole presence of like oh well everything is great and we're so relaxed and let's just do this guys this is hard Right. And yes. we're trying our best. And we don't I, I don't I'm trying to just basically make sense of the fact that I have to, like, raise all these kids in a way that makes them positive and happy and loved. But at the same time, they're telling me, you know, as I did when I was a kid to go fuck off, you know, like, get off right. of me. I don't want to do this. I don't you know, they're pushing back as, as kids do. But like the confines of how we parent now are so different because it's like, you know, everything is, you know, every, everything is out there now. And it's like, well, Jesus. we've also, by, by wanting to be better parents and raise better kids, we've put a lot more pressure on ourselves, right? It was easier. A hundred percent. The forties when you were just uh, like, yes, get, get your job, you know, give me a highball. At the end of the day, it, maybe. It's four 30. I want yeah. a highball. And you're moving out at when you come of age, whatever it was, <laughs> whatever was considered coming of age back then. Um, and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be really good at it and to raise good kids. And at the same time, we're trying to like create these realized beings, these kids who who are, you know, we acknowledge all their feelings and we want them to grow up to be good people and have their own opinions and, you know, raise their fly their freak flags and all this stuff. And then when they do, or they or they have their own opinion, instead of just going to the factory or work in the field like they're, it's expected of them, now they think they're real people too, and it makes parenting even harder for us. So right. we're putting more pressure on ourselves, and we're raising more fully realized human beings or giving them um, the agency to be real people as opposed to our employees. Well, so making well, he, parenting much harder. Well, okay, and I want to say this point, because uh, I think this is a really important point which is, um, you know, it's, it's the team versus individual. And, and, you know, what happens is, is when, and I know that I, I was sort of on the cusp of this, of, you know, you can do anything, the kids are the future. I always thought about this. I was like, the kids are the future. And I was like, and you know, 
whenever like a teacher would say I've equaled, then that means that you were the future previously and maybe things didn't work out the way, maybe they're not going to work out for me. Like it's a lot of pressure for sure to, to put on a kid to be like you. And it's in two ways. One is it both empowers them maybe in a way um, I, I just, in a false sense, rather than look, you know, here's the, Here's the the team. You can play this position, this position, this position, this right. position. You got to choose it. But ultimately, this is a team. This isn't like an individual sport. Right. And I think I think you know certainly from I mean I was just like if we if you look back at like the greatest generation for example the World War II generation the best. just think about it for a second. Oh sure I'll I'll sign up. You know America. I'm like I mean that mm-hmm. I'll sign up. Um, hey, okay, can you go take that pillbox out? Which one? That one? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, now I'm dead. Like, just without thinking about it, it's just... But now you ask somebody to do that. Completely sacrificing yourself. Yeah. And now what you have is this, the sort of antithesis of that is, are people that actually feel entitled. And I really yes. mean this. Like, people who put on... Like, if you want to own a gun, that's one thing. If you want to put on a flak jacket, like body armor, and walk around, then fuck you. Like, I think that's the real thing. Like, if you want to put body armor around and walk around in normal context and you're not a, a police officer, you're not in the military, you're actively not in the military, but you walk around with body armor on, like, because you think that you are the savior. Like yes. you are going well, to be the one to save. Well, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, but but you know, I just, I, I, I don't, you know, I think there's a lot of that going on, and I think it manifests itself in a lot of different ways, like putting body armor on and and being like, here's my gun, I'm gonna walk around and save everyone, I'm gonna protect America or protect my my community or my family or whatever it is everybody thinks as opposed the to character exactly of, as opposed yeah. to why don't we all just like do our fucking jobs yeah, do you job, like bill belichick says do your job you know well he just and honestly thank god bill belichick because guess what he just did benched his star quarterback <laughs> yeah well he was not playing well not no i know but at the same time when was the last when was the that? last time Anybody benched a star quarterback. The last time they lost three games in a row was uh, quite a while ago. So the times, they are a-changing. But that's my, my – I guess what I'm trying to get at is I think we need – well, I, it's not about what we need. It's like how, how do we raise our kids such that they feel the love that they are brought into this world, but that they're – they are special to us, but maybe they're not special <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like not, maybe, maybe, not everybody is special. The and maybe this figures too. And yeah, and maybe you need, well, you know, Mike, it's okay. Just maybe one rung higher, Mike. <laughs> just, just aim a little hey, bit look, up. Just nothing to be ashamed of in a manual blue collar job. You know what? It is, it is absolutely, it is absolutely nothing wrong. Raise the minimum wage, right, Pete? But I guess, I guess my point is, is it's, it's hard because we both, we want everything for our kids. And when it doesn't, pan out that way there's a like there's like well i guess i'll go back to school for five hundred dollars but also when it doesn't pan out the right way i think the tendency now is to be like they need more parenting whereas what may be happening is that they may need less right so the way that i phrase the question to people and i i don't know that it was the perfect way to phrase the question and i don't know that the responses they gave 100 percent tie in but i think a little bit they do because people are complaining about 
aspects of modern parenting that stink. And I think the main reason people think they, they, they don't like them is because their parents are assholes. Well, no, they think they're they're detrimental to the kids. Right. Again, like I think most of the people that listen to this podcast love their kids and like to vent and hear other people vent and complain about their kids. Um, but ultimately they want what's best for their kids. And I think we all grew up a certain way. And I think at this point, most of us will acknowledge that we were traumatized or have some stuff that, that didn't serve us well when we were kids. But for the most part, we feel pretty good. Like we feel like we were raised okay. So maybe the changes that have been made didn't need to be quite so drastic because we turned out okay. Um, but I think every generation does that. They're like, oh, I'm good. So I'm going to try to raise my kids the same way. But our generation is not doing that. We're not raising our kids the same way. We're trying to improve on it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these things aren't necessarily improvements. Like you mentioned social media, mommy bloggers, sanctimommies. These are the people who think oh, they're better than you. Well done. Um, the mommy bloggers and the influencer, the influencer parents, like the aspirational parents, like we were talking about the people who anybody who's done five minutes of parenting knows that every one of those stage photos is bullshit. They know they're staged. We know the reality behind it. It's uh, it's insulting to our intelligence to pretend that it's not like that. I guess yeah. it's for people who don't have kids. Who knows? It's it's absolute garbage. And and and, and even if it's for there, I can imagine for there's a yin and yang. So every for every Pete out there as a parent, there's probably someone much, much better who actually does have this amazing life, but just don't put it on social media because, you know, that's just not fair. Yeah, exactly. It's not fair. So Allison Micheline says that one of the problems is social media gives trolls more access to you to shame you, right? So instead of now walking around and like being in your, your bubble, um, with like whoever's in your cul-de-sac or your neighborhood or your apartment building who can potentially shame you or judge you or talk to you about parenting. Now the whole world can see and the world is a big place and lots of people have lots of different opinions. They all seem to think theirs is the right one, um, which is one of the problems. So you mentioned earlier that we're, we're kind of stretched too thin in terms of trying to do everything we can to be the best parents and also work and have gender equality and all that stuff. Haley Arellano says, how are we supposed to work and mom? I assume she also meant work and dad because it's sexist to assume that dads don't do parenting and also work. I don't know what and that dads can't be moms. Obviously, dads can't be moms. Um, Crochet Zombie Design says, every fucking person has an opinion on how your kid, kid beha- should behave, look, react, all that stuff. And we do too. And then we try to reverse engineer it. <laughs> okay. Try to figure out how are we going to make our kids act the way that we think they should act? So I have a list, and I um, saw a kid. So we were at the park, and my kids are great at so many things, and I I love it. A kid was on a skateboard just absolutely dominating. I was like, my kids don't even know how to stupid skateboard. God damn it. It's it's, it's embarrassing. Well, it is embarrassing, but they don't know how to do that or um, uh, anything to do with baseball. (laughs) I don't have a mitt. (laughs) <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta get a okay. mitt. I don't even know, but but it take, yeah, yeah, a mitt, the glove. What are you, shoeless Joe? Where yeah, I'm shoeless Joe because I'm a catcher, <laughs> uh, not a pitcher. He's not a catcher. He, he was an outfielder. He was a, anyway. he was a pitcher. Um, but the point is, is yeah, I got. I mean that 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 whole part, I that's not something that I have even thought of yet. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta do that because like they have to be able to hit a ball and. Oh, well, do they? I'm pretty sure they do. I, so, I feel like it's on my list for 2021 
if uh you know if all goes well and we're still here in 20. So, so stephanie rhiannon bemoans the culture of competition that has risen around parenting which we touched on a little bit um and i wondered you when you see a kid skateboarding are you like fucking my kid can't skateboard he's he's a failure compared yeah. to that kid tony hawk over there right I think that's part of it, right, is, is sometimes people can shame you and sometimes you can, like, shame yourself. Like, oh, I haven't done this. But you're not looking at the fact, you know, that your kid eats multiple breakfasts every morning. And right. To be proud of, like, right? Yeah. Like Sam the Hobbit. Which, different, which, different strokes. <laughs> exactly. Sam G. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought this was interesting. A handful of people complain that there's not a village anymore. So despite all this access and all of these people all over the world um, that can see your parenting and that you interact with social media, especially if you have just one of the preeminent dad accounts online on Instagram, like I do. Um, Pre-interaction. Pre um, yeah. The village that it requires to raise to raise kids um, doesn't seem to exist anymore. Missy Wolf uh, 921 says, my friend's moms were like my surrogate moms. And she's like, I wish my kids had that, but they don't. And I think part of this, something else that came up with, um, just the amount of information that's out there, partially because of technology, right? So. I, you mentioned earlier about like the one kid who got murdered in your town or whatever. It's not actually what you said, but you were like, one of the reasons parents don't let their kids go out and have free right. reign and do whatever is because they're scared, right? Because are they going to get kidnapped? Uh, this Halloween, is there going to be a razor blade in the candy? Right. Even though that happened like once ever and is basically just an urban legend, like that kind of stuff. I don't know that the world has necessarily gotten more dangerous. Let me take that back. I don't know that the world before Trump was president had gotten more dangerous. I think it was just we had so much more access to all those bad stories and TV and the news networks. And we're just inundated in a way where you used to get a newspaper, see if something was in it. And then you wouldn't think about the news again until like the next morning. Now it's just a constant barrage. And I think people are paranoid probably more than is warranted. Um, but we are way past the point of, of putting the horse back in the barn because – there's, like I mentioned, there's a movement for like free range parenting, which is trying to get things back to where they were in the 80s. And I think almost everyone is like, I don't want to go that far back. That seemed a little bit reckless. Yeah. But when a parent is getting arrested because their kid is at the park by himself, right. that is when the problem comes in. Um, but again, I don't think that the world is necessarily up until 2016. I don't think yeah. that the world was the necessarily more dangerous. The problem with that, We're just with that, aware of it. the problem with that particular story is uh, the kid was a 42-year-old man who was single, <laughs> who just and you were just sitting at the park. Look, uh, man, I like you know, the park. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, man, where are your kids? My kids. Oh, right. Nadia Riggs said she feels less connected to her neighbors, which is the same thing, right? It's a little bit of paranoia. It's people don't need as much personal interaction because they're online. It probably has something to do with it. Look, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. All right. I'm not a doctor. But screen time and technology and social media were, were a couple of the big things that came up. Um, like I mentioned, Felsham, who uh, Felicia, who lives in my neighborhood, um, was you should have seen when she ran into me in the park. She was like, are you Dad and Barry? She was like. Like it was like she almost fainted. Like she was so excited to. I can see tell me in that you have written in your dream journal about this <laughs> moment where the person who almost actually fainted, I was actually you sort of mortified. superimposed them. She oh, came believe. up to me. She's like, "Are you dad and buried?" And I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, was I just yelling at my kids in front of her? I got really nervous that I was, but actually, I lucked out. I was actually in a good mood that day. Um, but she said that the whole concept of screen time annoys her. And I had a, a tweet once that I wrote where I was like, 
I know you love it when I when I share my tweets from years ago where I said like, you know, I'm pretty sure my parents weren't wringing their hands over the fact that like I woke up every Saturday at like 6 a.m. and watched cartoons until noon, right? They weren't like, oh wait, he's hit his six hours of screen time for the weekend. Now we can't watch any tomorrow. They didn't do that at all. Whereas yeah. we are very much like, okay, you have to do something else besides screen time. The thing is, we would do other things. We would go outside and ride our bikes. We didn't have screens in our hands at all times. So right. it's not exactly happening. And also, Saturday morning cartoons up. wouldn't slowly just evolve into men in sort of like pop, uh, you know, oh, puppy, Paw Patrol <laughs> sort of like onesies. But, but, and just you mean furries? Are become there naked. Paw Patrol furries yeah. out there? Like guys who dress like Chase? <laughs> Have you been on the internet recently? <laughs> I don't go to those corners. Believe me. Mike, um, trust me, they find you. So Amanda like H. Scott said that same thing. She said, my parents had no guilt about how much TV I watched. It was just what I did all the time. <laughs> well, well, Amanda, I hope you did a little something else besides watching <laughs> no, but, uh, Half Court with Dick Butkus on Saturday mornings. I think, I think. oh, how about uh, uh, City Guys? Remember that? No. C-I-T-Y. You can see why. Oh, come on. Oh my God! Was this British? Was this a British? No. Show? What are you talking about? It was uh, no. It was uh, yeah. actually it was later. I think I was in my like thirties, early twenties. <laughs> so you guys, I watched Saved by the Bell, cartoons, then Saved by the Bell, which is legitimately one of the worst programs ever on television. Here's a great. Here's a great uh, comment from um, uh, Lady Beckaboo. Yeah. She goes, hate the shaming over screen time. I watch TV constantly as a kid, and I'm just fine. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes it's no. I am. I'm fine. I watched an unbelievable shitload of TV. Oh, me too. Nonstop. And you know what? I'm totally. Exactly. Yeah. So First of all, you didn't all watch that much TV. Everyone knows I did. that. You were like playing squash at the club. Mm-hmm. You are playing polo with uh, – Prince yeah. Charles, according yeah. to this backstory that you've cooked yeah. up for yourself. No, but what I did do, actually, what I did do a lot of is I would uh, play a lot, like with, uh, like, like guys. Action like I, figures. Yeah, action figures. Like, yeah. the, you know, the G.I. Joe. Like believe, the small, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. But I would, I mean, I would go. Star Wars. Like, and, along, yeah. like, I could do, like, three or four hours at a time, just, like, hardcore. But then I would then immediately <laughs> stop and start watching TV. G.I. Joe, and then the next time you played, you would just do whatever plot was on the latest episode. Oh, God, G.I. Joe was the greatest cartoon. Not only was it the greatest toy, and I'm not talking about about the big – I'm not talking about the big G.I. Joe. I know what you mean, man. Everybody knows what you mean when you talk about G.I. Joe figures. We all had them when we were kids. They were so good. Snake Eyes? My best friend and neighbor got the aircraft carrier one year. Oh, my God. Couldn't have been more jealous of a person. And the base? There was a base? They had oh. stuff, and you were a sucker for every bit of it, screaming yeah. at your mom to buy you the latest Hasbro. Was it Hasbro? G.I. Joe figure. I want I Leatherneck. I want I, Shipwreck. Every once in a while. And then, of course, you'd ha- you, sometimes you would mingle Star Wars characters that didn't like fully articulate at all. And you're like, what is this shit? It's just one arm. <laughs> no, just the up Star and down. Wars were amazing. They didn't articulate it at all. It doesn't matter. It was Star Wars. Look, I'm not going to fucking sit here and oh, really? talk okay. shit about here, here, Here's my hand. I'm going to have a hand like this. I'm yeah, put a... I don't want to see what you're using your hand for when you're playing with your G.I. Joes. Okay, buddy? Um, so we talked about the too much information thing that a couple of people said. Pico Sa, with a couple of A's at the end there, says too much information stresses her out, which is what I'm saying. We're inundated with this stuff. Um, just nonstop news. 
everyone always says this, but like the top story from like two days ago feels like six years ago. Like I don't even remember what it was. There'll be 13 <laughs> different true. top stories, right? It's, it's so insane, horrible. Especially yeah. in, in today's day and age. So another thing a lot of people mentioned was kids being overscheduled, which I think goes along again with yes. kids. We used, to, we used to just do whatever we wanted, right? Like on weekends, we didn't have we, yeah, I mean, at some point, maybe you had some kind of practices and stuff, but you had a lot more free time back in the day. You didn't have like enrichment classes after school. There was I don't remember what they were called after school classes. That was like once a week, maybe. I mean, I think that's it, overscheduled is such a good term for where we are, where I feel like where I am today where, with these kids and their. Uh, these kids yeah, and just their damn thingamabobs. They have everything. I mean, they have every, and we're, we're running from one place to another. It's become part of, I mean, you know, I was doing it sort of prior to COVID, but come, come COVID, it's like, it's now, it's like, wait, I have a job? Like, I'm just totally focused on yeah. making sure my kid can get online, knows 100%. what they're doing. I'm not only now, thanks, thanks, uh, teachers, I'm not only like, you know, I'm I'm a hundred percent involved in every assignment that they put. Oh my like, God, so much, yeah. I don't know, and I just I kind of I'm like, I feel that maybe I'm a little lost. Oh, Pete. It's just too much. It's too much. Yeah, just, but you're not even much. talking about the kids being overscheduled. You're talking about yourself <laughs> being overinvolved. Dude, if these the kids are overscheduled, who the fuck well, is doing the scheduling? I am, and I got to be now. in 12 places at one time. It's a little different between with remote learning, especially with multiple kids at home, and you having to make sure they're logged in, and you know what Zoom class they're supposed to be in this time. All that shit is a mess. Um, perfect world. Having your kid involved in a bunch of activities keeps them out of the house and out of your hair. Problem is you have to, like, pick them up and bring them back and do all that stuff, which can become frustrating. Um, Joe Fargu, J-O-F-A-R-G-U-E, which I feel like I may have typoed at one point there. She said she hates all the activities. Just just go and eat dirt like we did. <laughs> and I think that's just a funny way of saying that we did have a lot less kind of prescripted events and activities that we had to do like so much of my time was just calling my friend and be like hey you know you want to go ride our bikes or whatever um and that's just a little i mean obviously now i live in the city and not the suburbs so it's a little bit different but i think a lot of people would agree that kids are getting scheduled in, within an inch of their lives and they need a little bit less structure i feel like where this is becoming a free range a pro free range uh podcast we did I, I anti-helicopter parents. I, uh, but I, I don't. Here. I don't mind. Look, look. I, I'm. I'm. A, I'm an options guy. I have a. I have a floor and a ceiling, and you know, I, anything in between is is open for it. But, you know, I let's let's constantly be questioning what it is that we're doing, so that we can either one check ourselves and be like, actually, this is the right thing to do, or two, be like, actually, what the fuck are we doing? This is too much. Maybe well, I don't know. I mean, I'm doing all of the things, and the reason I want to have this podcast particularly is because I'm like, we, I am doing things that I don't, I never thought I would be doing, right. and it's causing me personally sort of internal monologuing of like, what is happening, and I'm not sure what the benefit is to my kid well, other than yeah. like I'm 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 like putting pillows like if they're if they're standing up I'm putting pillows like I'm falling around with a pillow. Why? I mean, yeah, because I don't want to go to hospital. 
But right. why don't I just tell them that? And then if they do go to hospital, then, you know, really, they should have well, to pay. For- in this country, we say go to the hospital, okay? The university, okay? Yeah. Go back to England. Don't worry about um, it. But I do think it is a balancing act between what's what's good for you and what's good for the kid. And if it's something you don't like and you don't see the benefit for your kid, 86 that shit, right? But like you're saying, it's not always easy to recognize those things, right? Sometimes you're just kind of so caught up in doing it, Look, keeping up with the Joneses that we should be asking ourselves these questions. I what is the point of this? I will just say, I don't know if it's keeping up with the Joneses. I really actually believe it's just being caught up in the, I, uh, the, the here's, a, here's a poignant story. When my, yeah, yeah, yeah. My kid went from the bucket seat to a car seat, the first car seat, like the sit-up car seat. Mm -hmm. Um, Like a booster seat. No, it was like a car seat, like the sit-up car seat. I have never installed a bigger piece of fucking plastic in anything. I've I've just never seen it. I've I've never seen. There's a Graco car seat, and it was the biggest thing. It was like oh, the, right, it was right. like a size of a, of the actual car seat, the my vehicle seat on top of the seat. Yeah. And it was a 15 point harness, and it had all these loops that had to go everywhere. That is the point where I was like, holy shit! Are we what, overdoing it? What was happening? I'm just yeah. I mean, for a second I was like, well, so what was going on in the, you know, 70 years prior to this? That we got yes, to the point. Crushed by cars. Plastic. I guess. I guess. Not I mean, plastic. I, not an, I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously that was the case, but I just that was such a pointy moment because it was. But you're so, saying if it so ain't complicated, broke, don't fix it. No, that's don't fix it. So that's not what, in excessive manner. I don't. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm just I'm 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 pointing out little markers that happen along the way. Obviously, we have car seats because. The data shows that kids survive more. <laughs> That's a nice thing. It's nice to have your kids survive. That, yeah. But at the same time, you know, these strollers and the size of everything, and it just it, the, well, the amount cod- of are we coddling them? The are amount of kids? money. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I'm too busy coddling my kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you to really understand. Around. Like with a pillow so they don't get hurt and all that stuff. And I never wanted to be the, the dad who was like, you know, super worried about his kid getting hurt and like really making his kid nervous so that the kid wouldn't try stuff. And well, do that's it, kids. right? Well, so Kaylee Roberts, K-A-E-L-I-E dot Roberts says she thinks that kids are missing out on learning what actual consequences to their actions are. I think because parents are around all the time, our instinct is to try to protect our kid. And by virtue of constantly being around them and having a level of supervision and involvement that parents and other generations didn't have, kids are being protected from those kinds of consequences, whether it's a scraped knee or, you know, or whether we're going to their teacher and complaining about a test score. This is hardcore helicopter parenting stuff. But I do think she has a point in that kids aren't learning as much independence. They're not learning how to solve problems because we are kind of always there. Even the best of us who is trying not to be the hawk over the shoulder or whatever, making sure everything goes well for the kid, snowplow parents are moving their obstacles from their way. Even the best of us who aren't doing that can't help but by virtue of being around them more, protecting them more than we would if we weren't near them. 100%. And I I don't even, I mean, just to be clear, this isn't about helicopter parents. This is about you and me and how we're 
talking, we're, we're, you know, trying to figure out how to do this parenting thing. You know, I, I think, I think we, <laughs> I think we have a couple different, we, you know, we're, we're, we're similar, but we have some different styles at the same time. Um, I, you know, it, it, so my son, uh, so I have two daughters Andy, and a son. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, he, he falls and he cuts, he scrapes his knee and it's like, uh, like the world has ended. Oh my God. I and, know. and, but, but then I have he's playing alongside these two other boys who basically like have major lacerations that should be that should be taken care of by like a medical. But, but they're just they just kind of move along with it like oh hey mom by the way my foot looks like this now and you you know and you know the mom's like oh god that looks bad we should probably go to the hospital. And yeah I mean. And but my son like falls and scrapes his knee and is like I just ah oh, blood is there blood is there blood I'm like dude it's okay you know it's okay don't worry about if there's blood or not it's gonna be okay you, your knee's okay I don't know I mean so that's I and that's not right. a that's not a story about you know me being like oh come on suck it up but at no, the same it's- time it's not I I don't know how that version uh of my son kind of came well to be. i think that's the thing like you 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 try really hard to have your reaction not be big so that they can get past it and don't think it's right. a big deal right. um but sometimes that's not always easy but i like nothing more than one of my kids gets hurt and shakes it off right because it doesn't happen all that much anymore so i often say to my kid i believe this is a line from the classic uh college sports film the program i say there's a difference between being hurt and being injured like if you're hurt like it hurts for a second and you can realize I can chill because I didn't break my arm. I didn't do whatever. I'm going to be fine. It's the initial outburst where like just yeah. the sensation of it and then them not being able to rein it in. Like I try right. to tell them, I'm like, I'm like, look, it hurts. Take a few seconds to try to think about how much it hurts because I bet it doesn't hurt as much as you think because you're not broken. You're not injured. And then five minutes later, they're totally fine. Right. But it's those first couple of minutes that they're just like, my kid acts like he has been shot. Yes. From the most basic, like he'll stub his toe and I'll be like, bro, like you don't want to be the guy like, you know, fucking man up because I'm not that kind of dad. But you can't help but be frustrated because you're like, it's just an overreaction that you wish you could get past. So, so, I mean, just to take that and kind of expand on a little bit, because what that really means is, you know, life, there's going to be a lot of shit that comes at you. And, you know, the point being is your knee is going to get scraped a lot, a lot. Sure is. And Metaphorically. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, exactly. And the, and you can't – and the reaction to the scraped knee is not one of like, man up, you, you fucking pussy. Right. It's more like, dude, this is going to happen a lot. Yes. It's more like you got to get – you. it's more like what you were saying, which is, yeah. hey, look, it's not about like, man up, you pussy. It's more like, dude, the, and, and whomever – like – my daughter's like, come on, like you got to get back up. Just get back it's up. Not, it's to not. To your point about being injured versus just being yes. kind of startled, that initial initial kind of um, startle of like, oh shit, I think I just cut myself. Fuck, I'm bleeding. Okay, well, look, I'm just, it's not so bad. Let me just keep going. That's you can't an important stop lesson. Yourself from and getting that's hurt the, or from failing. It's about how you recover and react. It's about how you recover and how you recover. Why do we fall, Bruce? So we can get back up again. From your so we can film, get. What's the bloody point of doing all those push-ups? <laughs> blow the doors off. Can you do Michael Caine blow the doors off? I blow the bloody doors off. No, I can't. That was <laughs> very terrible. Poor. That was terrible. And that's why 
he doesn't do his and that's his why British accent. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's not very good. In, so what's funny is sometimes when I'm trying to get my youngest to use his manners, then I'm like, what do we say? I'm trying to get him to say please, and then if he says please, I'll be like, no, no, I need you to say please, father. May I have some? <laughs> <laughs> they don't like that. They don't like that one bit. It's probably because my accent is so good, they yeah. think I'm someone else. And you say, okay, Johnny, get back in your fucking cage. <laughs> exactly. You little so, um, last couple of topics really quick. So a couple of people uh, wish old school parenting was still kind of in vogue. And so uh, this was a, uh, <laughs> I haven't responded to Thomas C. Behrens, B-E-H-R-E-N-S. Um, his comment is a little ominous or just uh, vague enough that it's a little ominous. He says, real effective parenting is forbidden. The stuff that's actually forbidden, like for real forbidden, is I think most people can agree, not the best stuff in the world to do. I'm not entirely sure what he was getting at. What I assume he's kind of getting at is corporal punishment and spanking your kids. So uh, AKAUL8 says we can't spank our kids like we were spanked or like our parents were spanked, um, yep. which is true. But the reason you can't spank them isn't just because um, it's seen as kind of cruel and barbaric. It's also because studies show that it's not effective. Um, I was spanked maybe once or twice as a kid. What was effective was being scared of being spanked. Um, so I don't have a huge problem with like maybe spanking your kid once and then making them live in fear of you for the rest of your right. life. It's just effective. <laughs> it's just yeah. effective parenting. I'm not a good enough parent. My problem is whether I'm being a harsh asshole disciplinarian or I'm being a softy, I'm not consistent. Um, so in my house, my kids are just sh sh shell shocked because they never know from which direction I'm coming. What mood is daddy in? Bipolar daddy, right? It's not an effective way to raise your kids. Um, but neither is, I think, spanking them. At least studies have shown. Um, so, yeah. And, and I just want to say, look, I don't think it's about old school parenting because I don't that doesn't necessarily you know what you can write the form yourself next time Pete okay use your own little subtitle no no but I think it's good I think I no I, I guess my what I'm I want to clarify that you know this is really a journey and it's 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 this important it's important to like just acknowledge the markers as we're going along and what you know often you know what's the reaction is oh what was old was much better what's new is no good and vice versa it happens all the time i think it's look we want our kids it's to be mix. safe yeah we want our kids to move forward we want our kids to listen what we get caught up in is the new paradigm of you know enabling and loving and wanting and supporting our kids but there's a there is a line, right? There's a there's a part, and that is where it gets complicated, right? Where it's like, this is we are in this complicated phase where we love our kids, we want them to succeed, but we don't want them to be lazy assholes. We don't right. want them to be entitled. Okay, so how do you how, so okay so smug? But how do you prevent that without like following them with a pillow, which is exactly the right. things that we do where's so, the line yeah and by the way why are we the are we the hypocrites are our parents the hypocrites? Our old school parenting i don't know i don't no know knows. but if we can identify it if we can say look this is happening we are indexing overly on maybe following our kids around with pillows or the the scraped knee is a good enough uh, uh, I coach my kids soccer, and uh, you know what? It's a six U six uh, soccer, 
and uh, get kid get you know smacked in the stomach with the ball. He's like down on the ground, and you know I'm I have to help out. I have to look like I'm helping, even though <laughs> you know I'd much I'd I'm much more focused on where the ball is and that you know he's dead to me kind of thing. I have to put that aside. I have to be like okay, I got to focus on this kid, and I'm like oh man, dude, first thing you got to do. If you get hit, you got to put your hands above your head. Can you breathe? Can you breathe? And, you know, I'm just asking him all these questions. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I've never seen anyone do that. That's amazing. I can't believe you're up. Do you think you can play? He's like, yeah. Cool. And he's back into it. And I it's a, I, I don't know if it's about, like, okay, let's shut down the game because the kid got hit right. in the stomach. Or you, you should be yelling at him and not acknowledging the fact that he got hurt at all. Just be no, like, no, no, but out. I – yeah. But I did, but I, I, mean, I feel like we're kind of do, towing that line. What is you that right line? in the middle there. Sounds like Where what you did there was right. And Well, I don't know, but I think this is what this is where we are. And I feel like it's like you. there's a level there, – There's it comes down to floor and ceiling, right? Like we have to establish a floor and we have to establish a ceiling of what's tolerable uh, on either well, end. On either end, like honestly, like if well, you're right. if if someone if if like quite frankly, if a if a kid is attacking you, to talk them out of it is not feasible. You're gonna have to like physically like tell them what's going on because you are, you're a you know you're a physical person like and you have to set those boundaries. You know what I mean? Like, what's that? I'm not a physical person. I'm a I'm a bookworm. No, but I mean like. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, other than uh, I, I've said this before, but you know, we my my daughter has epilepsy and she was on medication. Mm-hmm. We were just kind of going through this, and it caused severe right. sort of yeah, like outbursts. Let's just put it that way. Right. And and you know, part of it is being able to, you know, under just figure out the situation that you're in. And and address that um, context. Context, I think, and well, and, and being, and being okay with that... context, like old school parenting. Is it okay to hit your kids? Absolutely not. Um, but you know, however, being a huge how, however, you know, there there is a context for like, yeah, if your kid is 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 made up that way, like if they if they're uh, if they're predisposed to having violent actions happen, like grabbing them and and physically putting them somewhere is exactly well this is the thing in my opinion the right people thing. who see you on social media people who see curated version of your life people who only have bits and pieces even just somebody you see at the store who you're like oh they're treating their kid harshly we don't know the full story ever we don't have any of the context i wrote a blog post about this years ago you try to give people the benefit of the doubt obviously if you see a kid getting abused it's a different kind of thing um but Without the context, it's really hard. And we are all just guessing. So Trumpet Kev said what he hates about modern panting is kitty worship. So a couple people mentioned um, participation trophies and all this stuff. And we're talking about, like, coddling our kids and, you know, protecting them so much and just devoting our lives to them, um, which maybe in some ways robs them of some of the resiliency they'll need or the ability to overcome things or the toughness or whatever you want to call it. Um, whereas parents in the 1800s or whatever who sent their kids to the factories to work were sort of on the absolute other extreme where they really right. didn't care about their kids as people at all or whatever. So it's finding that line in the middle where, you know, it's not about worshiping the kid and it's not about, 
not giving a shit about the kid, right? It's finding a balance that works for your kid and for yourself. Right. Also, let me just put it this way uh, or, or p- put this into the mix. You know, I don't think I became, quote unquote, friends with my dad until I was well into my 20s, oh, no 30s, way, yeah. right? Like, you know, part of it, and I was having this conversation with a, a friend of mine as well. He's like, dude, I was terrified of my dad. He was saying uh, up until I was like, in, like eventually, you know, just before he got married. And then the whole relationship changed, the whole dynamic changed, and it became this new thing. But now, now, I mean, now, no, what my point is, is he was a just a gruff, the guy, like, sure. you know, had yeah, a gruff I, kind I of exterior, life. yada, yada. Okay. Part of that is, and by the way, the, the, the guy I know is a, is an, you know, it's a great, is a super, you know, just a really well-rounded, really. Just the kid or the dad? The, the kid. Just a really like doing. nice guy. I think ultimately, I think that I actually believe that the dad is probably a big soft or what is a big soft right. because. Uh, well, the kid said he was terrified of him, though. So, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it's it doesn't part have to of, be necessarily one or the other. Right. Exactly. That's it's, what it's we're ha- trying to find. Yeah, we're trying to exactly. thread the needle. Yeah. We want to have authority and have discipline, but we also don't want our kids to hate us or be scared of us. And, and we want to raise them well. We don't want right. to be their friends, but we let, don't want to Can I be edit that? Can I edit no. that? No. I don't want to be I don't want to be my kid's friend until they're 25 to be honest with you. <laughs> like really. But you don't necessarily want to be who they're scared of f- until they're 24 either, right? You don't have to I, be maybe a little bit in some I sort of that I don't know. I wouldn't say I know. I wouldn't say no, I don't want that. I I what all I want is I want to have fun with them, which I like. But there's a there's there is a line, and I I say this a lot when I'm when I'm with them. I'm like, hey guys, come on, like we just had a great time. That was fun. We got to calm it down. We got to chill out. And then, you know, if I need to like do my dad voice, and of course I'm the one who's always yelling and always like being loud. But ultimately, as we've said many times, I'm at usually at a, like a level eight because I just can't stand slime and I hate it and it's everywhere. <laughs> And so that immediately just puts me at a level eight. No one it, mentioned slime, shockingly. <laughs> yeah, I about know. The God. thing they hate about modern parenting. So much hate. Um, but anyway, whatever. I'm just rambling at this point. So I want to say notes from Gail said she misses when it was healthy to eat bread and drink Gatorade. And I know that you would probably prefer your kids drink Gatorade than have special, special water bottles that they carry uh, around. You know how much you hate water. And big water has really yeah. horned its way into our lives. Uh, um. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I think we just pretty much laid out the blueprint for how to be the perfect parent. I mean, we do that every week, but I think <laughs> this week we ran through the history of parenting and then we explained why we're the best at it and what other people can do yeah. to be as good as us, right? Yes, we certainly did. And and just just so you know, um, <clears throat> so we have a YouTube channel. I'm sure you've heard of it because yeah. uh, we're huge. absolutely crushing it. Some huge. of our, yeah, huge. huge. Some of our uh, videos are upwards of 40. Um, oh my God, we've gotten into uh, 40s, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big time. But here's what I love about it because uh, Caitlin Ebby just the other you day commented. Comment, you can comment episode. on the specific episode. Uh, we're uh, Dana Bosdays, an epic commenter. Shout out to Dana. Um, no, but no, to Dana. But, uh, I love this one, which she basically said, simply amazing. So glad I found this pod. 
thank you, my husband and I are absolutely loving this, which means what? This means we're doing some good for someone out there. But that was that was Caitlin Eby. That wasn't Dana Bosday, right? No, that, that's true. We've yeah, used I, Dana Bosday in the past. I'm sorry, Caitlin. I'm sorry, Dana. We missed you up. The thing that's shocking to me about this is that she said, my husband and I are loving this. I got about 22% male followers on my Instagram. We need more of them. A couple of guys shooting the shit. Be like Caitlin Eby. I have no idea how I'm supposed to pronounce that. Be like her husband. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And be like Loving Caitlin. It together. Be like Caitlin. Be like Dana. Be like all our supporters. Thank you, guys. We appreciate Support it so much. Um, you, you throw us some money, like we said, on, on Patreon or Anchor. You can comment on specific episodes and see what we're wearing. My new Dolphins hats, two a time this Sunday. Let's Look do at this. you. Well, look, we're turning the sign. Is it, is it, it like it's a little relief? So it's like above the rim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can uh, you can listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and rate us on Apple. We would really appreciate that. Thank you. This was a slightly more scholarly episode than I think. Uh, was it? No, it wasn't scholarly at all, but it was a little it was a little more serious. We do that every once in a while. But you know what, Mike? I wanted to get into it. And boy, did we get into it. We chopped it up. So everybody have a happy Halloween. Yes. Go out and vote. No matter who you're voting for, go out and vote. It's exciting to see how many people are out there. No showing off, New Zealand. It is nice. Let's do it. Um, And uh, we'll be back probably eating candy on the night. If we get some. What's your favorite candy bar? Baby Ruth? Lion bar. What? It's a lion. Go back to England. You piece of garbage. It's a You know what? I will. I will go back. Thank you so much. I'm about to go back. We'll see you next time, peeps. All right. Bye.